Hey there, friends. Welcome back to another episode of For All the Lonely Souls. My name is Erica. Today's episode is a very special one with someone who has been in my meetup group, For All the Lonely Souls, for the past month or so. His name is Troy, and Troy offered to share a little bit of his story, his past, and how he's pushed through the struggle, where he's at now, and just give you alternative perspectives. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. Thanks for listening. Hey, what's up? How have things been with you? How was your Thanksgiving? It was awesome. Other than eating so much, I gained five pounds, but that's to be expected, right? How about you? It was really good. I actually had a few people from the meetup. They didn't have anywhere to go, so they hit me up, and they had Thanksgiving with me and my in-laws. Seriously? Yeah, it was really, really awesome. They were like, hey, what are you doing today? And I said, I'm going to my in-laws. Do you want to come? And so two people came. That is awesome. I yeah, that was really pictures. cool. Yeah, I got pictures. Um, but, yeah, things are going really good. I'm really glad that I get an opportunity to hang with you and chat with you. Um, yeah, and have, like, a more personal connection. No, I think it's fantastic. I just, I really think if we could get some other people to do this with you, you know, every time we have a meet-up group, you know, uh, where we get together, uh, I just think it'll help bring us all closer together. I think it's kind of exciting. Yeah, I do, too. And even for the people who can't physically come because they live somewhere else or, um if they just, like, their schedule hasn't worked out yet, it still is really awesome to hear other people's stories, their connections, and really realize that you are not alone in anything that you go through. Everybody's going through something or has, and it's just nice to have that connection with other people. Amen to that. I'm glad you kind of took me up on that request. I'd be excited to see where it goes. Yeah, for sure. Okay, so... Um, I did a little intro about you briefly about how we kind of know each other, but we can seriously take this entire thing in whatever direction you want. You can use any type of language. I always mark my stuff explicit just in case I slip something or whatever. So no shame. You can talk about whatever is most comfortable for you, um, but ideally just a little bit about yourself and kind of what struggles you've been through that you really feel other people can benefit from your perspective. I think would be a really huge benefit to the listener. Um, but, of course, anything else that you want to contribute or add is totally up to you. So if I slip up and say, oh, fuck me, that's okay? Of course. You have to be your most authentic <laughs> self. No shame in that. So if that's you, then by all means, do it. Uh, it's just a word, people. You know, it's letters. It comes together. It makes a sound. Not that big a deal. It's but not. Anyway. And I think that intent matters so much more than the actual word that comes out. And I think that your intent um, is very high, and people will respect that a lot more um, than the specific word. So don't worry about it. Cool. Well, you sent me, like, four questions and stuff, and I think it's a great place to start kind of, you know, you said you already did an explanation of, of kind of how we met. You know, my take on it was, you know, I had found the Meetup app a couple months earlier before meeting you um, and joined a completely unrelated group. Um, I was at a point in my life where I began enjoying the opportunity to get out and meet new people, something I had never done before. Mm -hmm. um, but it turns out that group only met like once every few months, and I wanted to meet more people. Yeah. So I came across your group for all the lonely souls, 
and you were actually having a meetup that night, so I joined and I went to that meetup. That's the one where we went to that park, had that castle. Oh, yeah, Squire's Castle. Yeah, Squire's Castle. Is that what it was? Yeah. But then afterwards, we went out to, uh, I don't know where we went, but we went somewhere and had some food and drinks and stuff, and it was a good four or five hours of just getting to know complete strangers. And and you really vibed with, you vibed so well with, um, I can't remember his name, but it was... Patrick, Patrick, okay, you guys were just like, y'all hit it off so fast, and I had not seen that at any other event before, and it was really amazing to witness that. I haven't, I, I haven't heard from him. I hope he listens to this and reaches out to me. We did exchange numbers. I need to reach out to him. But anyway, it was fantastic. Like I said, it was a good four to five hours of just being able to let loose and you know talk to strangers, and, and like you said, and I think it's going to kind of be the theme of what I talk about, um, understanding just how similar we all are. It was mm-hmm. just a great, great time. But, you know, i got to stop for a second and just really, really, really thank you for the time and effort you put into things like this and organizing it and administering it. I know it's, it can't be easy. and It's going to certainly take up some of your time. But thank you so much for doing that. That really means Sorry. the world. I'm very appreciative very, very and super appreciative. grateful to be able to do this for people. And I've needed it so bad in my life. And I've been waiting for something to happen or hopefully I'll find it later. And it was just wishful thinking and I needed to take action. And I'm really glad it's helped support so many people like you. So thank you for being in it. Do you, do you get any help? Do you do it all by yourself? Yeah, I do it all by myself. Um, people have offered help, but I genuinely love doing all of it. Um, I feel a lot of pride from doing it. Um, I think it also helps me get out of my comfort zone. So for the time being, I'm doing pretty good. But if I need anything, I'll keep you in mind. Um, The second thing you sent me or the question was my history on loneliness and kind of how it put me at, at this moment in my life. And you know, it's not that much different than anybody else. I lived a life that had its ups and downs, uh, sometimes not as bad as others, other times much worse than others. Um, I'm always amazed now at how we go through bad times in our lives thinking we're all alone. Nobody can understand what we're going through as individuals, yet when we find the courage to share our stories with others, we find just how similar we all are in those daily struggles of life. Yeah, And I just, I really wish people would reach out more and talk more to people. I mean, it took me forever to even feel comfortable sharing anything about myself because I was told to never talk about myself or the problems I have or I'm not supposed to look outward. I'm just supposed to suppress it, hold it in and let it be whatever it's going to be. Um, That's how my parents dealt with things. That's how their parents dealt with things. So it's been a generational thing for me. And I didn't even realize that until a couple of days ago, that that is why it is the way it is. I don't know. I I wish I knew that it's okay to talk to people. Like, you need to talk to people. You need the connection. You know now. I do know now. True. With you and Jared being a young couple, and I'm sure you're going to have a family soon and stuff, and there's your opportunity to break that chain, you know, and raise children and say, look, you don't keep it inside. You talk about things. But my entire life was spent not putting myself first in anything. I didn't know just how important that was. Hell, mm-hmm. I didn't even know it was an option. Yeah. Um, I lived for everybody else, my spouse, children, my job, the community. I gave it all I had. And living for everyone else just 
sucked the life out of me, and I didn't know how to replenish it. Yeah. And when I found myself not being needed by others, you know, going through a divorce, the kids growing up, moving away, I was completely lost. I didn't know who I was and didn't know what I wanted to be. Yeah, um, I can totally relate. And but, I also like know, I, how you said that it's like you didn't realize that you had an option to think otherwise, because I totally can vibe with that, too. But keep going. Uh, I, you're absolutely right. I, it's just things we don't learn until later in life, unfortunately. But I didn't understand that loneliness starts with not knowing yourself first and foremost. That's mm-hmm. what I've learned this year, and it's so important to me. Um, you can have all the friends and family in the world, but if you don't know yourself, you will feel loneliness. And you know loneliness is a magnet for negativity and it repels positivity. Mm-hmm. Uh, we should all want the opposite, but knowing yourself unlocks your true potential and the power you have as an individual. You know, you realize that, that you're in charge of your happiness and you would never ask someone else to be in charge of that happiness because nobody's going to do a better job at it than you. Um, When you get to know yourself, you you understand empathy because you allow yourself to feel pain over and over again, and you understand that it can only continue to cause you pain if you allow it. Um, So you no longer give it a platform, and it becomes more of a story and less of a painful memory. When you get to know yourself, you, you know what forgiveness really means because you're truly forgiving yourself along the way, and you choose to evolve as a person. Absolutely. So that's kind of, you know, loneliness for me. You know, and, and another thing, this is so important, I didn't understand how important physical and emotional health was and that neglecting it compounded the loneliness. Absolutely. You know, I've really learned this year that we have a, a finite amount of resources in our body, body on a daily basis. Our body is full of crappy processed foods you know, it uses up all those resources to deal with that crap, and there's nothing left over for the psychological aspects of our lives. On the flip side of that, when our gut biome is really healthy and we get ourselves good quality food, it needs very little resource to process that, and there's a bounty of resources left over to use for the psychological needs that we have. Mm-hmm. So we're just now kind of finding out this huge connection between our gut health and our brain health, healthy gut, healthy brain, but just wanted to throw that in there because it's something that I've really come to understand this year. Yeah, I actually read a book recently. I can't remember the title of it, but it was talking about, um, like, your gut flora, which I learned a lot about when I went to the chiropractor. They always talked about gut flora and how to fix your nervous system and your brain function and everything else for your body. Um, but it's interesting that you brought that up because I was just picking on that again, too. Well, let me ask you this. When, when Jared was going through the back pain where mm-hmm. he couldn't walk for almost a year and he got with the chiropractor and did all that, was, was any part of that healing, you know, gut biome related or healthy foods or anything like that? Yeah, so he focused so much on a whole food plant-based diet, which is something that I've had in my life for a long time anyway. Um, but it was more for Jared and then also – um, specific foods that are really good for gut flora that are plant-based foods and where to find them and how to prepare meals. Um, but, yeah, absolutely, nutrition was something that was definitely talked about. Well, it's fantastic. <laughs> it's amazing. So 
that's kind of my take on, on the loneliness and, and where I was. Um, you know, if you want to talk about kind of the milestones and the struggles uh, through that. In January of this year, 2019, I was 51 years old. I was morbidly obese at, at 360 pounds. I was on more pills that you could shake a stick at, medication for sleep, inflammation, high cholesterol, high cholesterol depression, pain, um, and I knew I was on my way to, I was pre-diabetic, and, and that whole thing was coming. Um, on top of all that, I was dealing with more stress at work than anybody could deal with, and, and I'm not kidding, my Apple Watch would warn me several times that my heart rate was reaching a point where I'd probably want to pay a visit to the nearest hospital. I mean, that's just how bad the stress was. Um, I was just on a very quick run off a very short tier. I, I knew death by either a heart attack or a stroke was coming for me, and it was coming quick. Yeah. So, you know, and, and I wanted to change. Who wants to be like that? I wanted to change. I truly did, but I couldn't. Um, like I said, nobody in their right mind would want to live that way. I would pray to God and beg so much for help and just say, look, give me an ounce of courage, a little bit of determination, and I'll do the rest. But I just, the help wasn't there. I couldn't get it. Um, I knew if I didn't do something drastic, something drastic was going to happen to me and not in a good way. Um, so that was in January. By the time March came around, I had been back to the doctors. He pretty much said, yes, you're pre-diabetic, and we need to start talking about insulin and sugar levels and all this and start doing that. And I just freaked out. Um, you know, we know at times that sometimes you got to hit rock bottom before you really make a change. Mm -hmm. My rock bottom would have been a heart attack or a stroke, and I wasn't going to wait around for it, so I jumped off the fucking cliff. Yeah. I walked away from my job making, you know, over 150000 bucks a year, full benefits, had nothing to rely on but myself, and I just walked away from it all. Um, it just shortly over time, you know, the major stress in my life was gone. I started making some small changes in my diet. You know, the pills all ran out, and I made even more changes to the diet. The fogginess in my head started clearing up. I made even better choices, started exercising, adding that to my daily routine, and now here we are eight months later, and I'm almost 100 pounds lighter. I don't have to take any medications whatsoever. My physical and emotional health are top-notch, and I'm not lying. I am happier than I have ever been in my entire life. Consistency Just, pays off. That's amazing. You should feel like... awesome. You, I mean, I know you already feel amazing, but it's really, really incredible of you to stay this consistent for this long and still want to keep going and see the reward on the other end, even in the small little daily rewards that come. I'm doing things that I never thought I would do. You know, I, I love being creative. I love writing. I love drawing, airbrushing, painting, just all those type of things. And had never done it in decades and I'm doing more of that now especially the writing I love writing um but it's something I wanted to talk to you about but you know and, and speaking of that I'm going to ask you on August 30th you wrote um what was it called my truest truth it was on okay. callypoppies.com okay in it in it you said writing has helped save my life which I agree with 
um, there is something magical about it. But can you speak to that a little bit? I think it's so interesting. Yeah, um, that's interesting that you pulled from that. I have not reread that article in a while, but I think writing holds a lot of different forms for me. I find it very therapeutic whenever I'm reading, and I find quotes within books um, or even like through Instagram or whatever. I find something that's inspiring. I always write it down, and I think that as I'm physically rewriting whatever was before me, it becomes more internalized into my brain, and then therefore I hold on to that thought a little bit longer, and I try to continually remind myself of that thought throughout the day and stay true to it. Um, I don't know how that works with my subconscious, but I think that there's an interesting connection there with physically writing. But then when it comes to like writing a blog post, even um, I will reread some of my stuff after not looking at it for a while and see something that I didn't even realize I had the ability to write. Had been sitting in me all along, the way that I delivered it, or the words that I said, or the connection that I made, or, oh my God, I really thought of that. Um, I think it's really inspiring for me to just look back on myself and see that I'm capable of absolutely anything, and I should give myself more credit more often. No, I totally agree. I, that's a lot of the same things I'm finding in writing. And, you know, I sent you, when we started going down this path and talking about this podcast, they sent you the journal that I had wrote throughout the year, <coughs> excuse me, this year, and about what was going on with me. And to me, you know, everybody should seriously consider just, even if it's just a journal that nobody's going to read and it's only for yourself, there's something about putting pen to paper that takes those thoughts and, and gives it credibility mm-hmm. and something that you can uh, just, ingest a little bit more, a little deeper. Um, I agree. It was huge for me to sit there and write those things out as raw as it was, um, as hard as it was, as physical as it was, uh, to think those thoughts and and what had been going on in my life, um, putting it down on paper was just a phenomenal help to me. And it's good to look back on it, too. It's so inspiring to see how much you've grown or how much your personality has changed or you look back and then you really have to hold yourself accountable because the way you are right now is totally shittier than the way that you were, you know, a day ago, a month ago, and you need to check in with yourself and get yourself back on track. So I think that it's a good thing to always hold on to. That's why I love doing these podcast episodes, even as early on as these are. But I have something that I can hold back on and look at myself and reflect and try to improve and provide more support. I just think it's interesting, the whole documenting of your life it can be scary and a bit uncomfortable, but if it's, you know, for good benefit for people all around looking for something similar to what you're trying to do for yourself in terms of support, then I'm all about it. So I think that's probably why I share my writing too. Thanks for listening this far. I've had to switch my podcast to another platform because it was just not uploading properly. I think this file in general was too long. So here is part one. Um, If you want to keep listening, then click part two.